Welcome to the Perimenopause Power Podcast. We are Lisa and Natalie, two certified holistic health coaches passionate about helping women embrace their physiology to elevate their highest potential for confidence, health and energy. Perimenopause will be unique to you and each episode gives you the power in knowing that you can define your own journey. Let's get into today's episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Perimenopause Power. Hello, Lise. How are you today? I'm really well. Thanks, Nat. What about yourself? I am great, I have to say. And uh, here we are, just you and I on the podcast this episode. Yep. Just you and me. Yep. But always having lovely conversation. And today we wanted to talk through a blog article that we recently dropped via our website, which is titled Unpicking Women's Lives, Health and Careers. And what prompted this conversation is you and I have been busily being interviewed on other people's podcasts and been talking a lot around women's health, particularly in the workplace and how we can humanize workplaces by bringing this topic to the forefront. And we thought, why not take our listeners on a journey through the decades and talk about women's bodies? And as we love to take the term unpicking, unpicking their life, unpicking their health and unpicking their careers and how that culminates into where they are today. Yeah, I love that. And um, I think as we go through that um, we'll probably, uh, I think a lot of our listeners and us will definitely see how it's just been a long-standing thing that we've just you know um, accepted through or will uh, unwillingly accepted through the ages and through the years and um, and have a look at where we are now Mm, yeah beautiful and we've also been sharing as well and I've particularly just been saying this quite a lot that it hasn't really been at anyone's fault that we are here and that we haven't been talking about women's bodies, physiology, cycles and phases. It's just been, I guess, a a legacy that has come from Mm -hmm. many years of not talking about it. Mm -hmm. And now that we are talking about it, you sort of look back and think, geez, how did we get there? But it's just, it's been that sort of evolution that it hasn't ever come up and we've never had really the opportunity to talk about it before and you know how fortunate we feel to be in the position to be initiating that conversation because we're seeing just how important it is to be talking about it yeah and I think part of that too I suspect there's been a lot of women that have wanted to talk about it previously but maybe didn't have the confidence or the assurance that they're going to get backed by actually bringing it to the forefront and you know, definitely that Me Too movement, um, you know, there's a lot more around now in relation to speaking up and talking about it in, you know, in a great way. And I think for the most part, the conversation is really, really powerful. And it's all, it, there are strengths in numbers at the moment, which gives rise and support to the conversation being brought up by one person. So that one person, then two person, and it just, and it's really catapulting from there. And I think that's the difference. We've never really had that opportunity at any time, um, you know, I'll even look back when in my mum's time when, you know, in the 60s when that whole women's movement was just gaining momentum, um, we still had such a long way to go even even back then. 
Mm. And isn't it been, we're actually talking about this, how great has it been when we talk about what we do with, particularly with other women Mm. and the response is, oh my God, I need you. And we all need you. And that's amazing that you are doing this work because when I would talk to my mom about what she was going through, through uh, menopause, she really said, oh no, not much. I had a couple of hot flushes here and there. But then I think too, our awareness wasn't on the changes that we were going through back, you know, generations ago. And we're starting to see that we actually do go through quite a lot of changes and how great that we're talking about it. And it's amazing. The response is always the same, isn't it? It is. And, you know, it's quite literally your mum, my mum, you know, our mum preceding us, they quite literally did suck it up because that's what they were told to do. And they didn't have any means by which to express that, that, no, I don't want to suck it up. I actually want to, you know, take this head on and, and understand what's happening to me. And as you were talking then, um, we've been on a few podcasts this week and we've been through to a few networking events over the last few weeks. But I cast my mind back to a few days ago where you and I um, met some other startup founders through a, a networking event that we were at and we were talking about what we do and one of them sort of stopped us mid-track and said, how wonderful is that? Is it that you are both talking about menstruation, menopause in such a comfortable way? And I thought, my God, that is so true. We need to get to that comfortableness uh, right across the board and it needs to be a normal conversation just like it is that we're talking around and I keep bringing this up, but around mental health, which a number of years ago was still taboo. And that's, you know, that's simply where we're aiming to get to. Mm, absolutely. And they, you know, those topics have definitely been a precedence for us in seeing what is possible in bringing probably what we call the last taboo topic in inverted mm-hmm. commas to really bring to the light. So, yeah, it's it's great. So we opened our article with a quote, leaders bleed, full stop, mm. period by Mm -hmm. Sylvia Young. And we put this quote in because I feel like it just gets you thinking a little bit about leadership and the fact that women and a lot of women and a lot of businesses are striving for more female leadership and representation. And whether we like to agree with it or not, we do bleed. We have a monthly cycle and we go through that, that monthly period and bleeding every single month. So yes, if we are to see ourselves as leaders, we do bleed, right? And it's a, and you know what, and we need to change the narrative. Absolutely right, Nat. And we need to understand how powerful that cycle is every month and what that bleed actually is telling us in relation to um, not just from a, a reproductive point of view, but it's also telling us just to stop and re- rest and relax, but we're still go, go, going um we're just not we're not looking at the cycle from a powerful perspective for what it brings to us and that can translate in so many ways to how we actually navigate our life our careers and you know etc yeah for sure and it's funny because I'd be interested to hear actually what listeners think about that quote because I look at that quote and to me it screams power Mm. and it screams opportunity and potential whereas some people and we've had many conversations haven't we might look at that as as a weakness or as something that we do not want to talk about but you're so right that there's so much and that's how it's been portrayed Yes. So this is our opportunity to flip that on its head and actually go, no, it's not a weakness. It's actually a real, it's a power. And 
and I think it's a power that is as as a woman um, we need to really embrace and slow down and take take hold and then go you know get back to it with our other phases through our cycle each month and what that looks like so you know there's a lot that can be done that's a positive within that bleeding element of our phase absolutely and and we mentioned in the article too that our cycles and our phases support our life contribute to our health and are our internal report card for our performance our motivation and our daily existence and powerful yeah and I, I especially love all of that but I especially love the internal report card because we talk about the whispers in relation to our bodies and we don't listen to the whispers and those whispers are our internal report card if the report card's getting a big fat e on it or you know even a d plus man oh you know like we really know i was gonna say man we really need to but really that's not the right thing right so we but we really need to take hold and understand and go well you know what this is not working for us so that report card is so, so important for us, no matter where we are in life. Yes, that's it. And your passion just oozes through your voice, Lee, so that we can absolutely hear that and, and want women to, to recognise that as well. Yeah. So let's take a journey through the decades. And through our article, we start and we labelled it the Roaring Twenties because that is that time where we are fresh out of school or fresh out of university. We're full of ambition, career goals, we're looking at that ladder and yes, that ladder might look a little bit tall, but we really feel like there's nothing in the way and we can make that climb. And I have to say, I did feel like that in my twenties. I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what, that, that ladder looks tall, but I'm I don't care. I'm there. I'm, I'm pushing forward and yeah. And look, you know, you're full of so much enthusiasm, especially at that point in your life. You've, you know, you might've just finished school and entering the workforce or you might've, um, you might have been at university and you know come out of that and starting your first job and starting to really climb that ladder and it's there's so much enthusiasm and gusto in relation to pushing forward with what it is that your goals are isn't it isn't yeah it? it is and then we talk about the fact that we still do not tap into that potential within us through the cycles and i can reflect on my experience through my 20s i was doing everything i could to not have a monthly period and and that's where the contraceptive pill came in and you know i thought how this is amazing i don't have to have a monthly period and you know it just gets in the way when i do and i just reflect and i cringe and of course you can't though because you you only know what you know at the time and you can reflect and say well okay, that's what I did in the past, but here's my opportunity moving forward now. But absolutely, I'm sure that in the 20s, there there is still a lot of unknown about our cycles. And you often have said, and you've been saying this lately, that we go through school and we learn about puberty. We learn about menstrual cycles to a point. And then after school, unless we actively go and research and find that information, we don't know. No, we don't know. And that's, and the the sad thing is that, is that, in that is that we become start becoming very busy so um you know we we find uh, you know possibly our, our life partner we we might you know in our mid to late 20s we might get married or you know um, move in together and life starts become busy you start you know climbing the ladder for work and all those type of things and it's really not on our radar and um and you know i'm going back to that report card again around if you have a healthy bleed that was is not associated with any pain um you know any symptoms 
that's a fantastic report card and that's something we should really welcome each month. Um, so yeah, the report card and that education is, is so important, that education in school, whilst we might do biology and it might be mentioned, that's it. It is just a mention and that's as far as it goes. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I guess to finish up the the roaring 20s, yeah, we, we're not we're not taught about how to harness our cycles and no. use them to our advantage. And the fact that we could use them to our advantage to support our ambitious goals and drive up that that um, career ladder, it's mm. it's sad to think that 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 hasn't been our norm. But um, you know, again, there's opportunity in bringing this awareness to uh, to women. I can't help thinking that as you talk through that. How powerful would it be that girls and boys are actually taught about the different phases of of menstruation when they are at high school. How powerful could that be for these for these um, people, humans that are going through their senior levels, of, uh, senior levels of high school? Imagine what a big difference that could make to their performance, just, you know, even that early on in their life and how that can actually transcend into their early uh, university and working years. My mind just boggles around that. Mm. I sort of think to myself, gosh, if I knew that back then, that, could, that would have been a game changer for me and I remember when we started working this area and, and you know obviously learning more about it ourselves it's been a game changer for us as well mm. oh absolutely absolutely so we go from our 20s through to the thundering 30s mm. and when you look at the career life cycle of women they tend to label this decade as a time of career shock mm. because we're ready to build on our foundations from the decade prior but a lot of us find that this is the time that we would come into our parenthood if we've chosen mm. to um, have children. And it coincides with, you know, I guess that that um, pull to want to keep nurturing our career, but now we're entering a new phase of life. And I, I can, again, reflect for myself that it was just such a time of struggle, a, a time of loss of self, and again, completely neglecting and supporting my body around my cycles and what I could potentially have done during that that decade. Yeah, thirties, and you, you bang on. And thirties, um, I I had my first child in my mid thirties, um, but had started to really uh, reflect on my life prior to that. And was I doing the right thing, or you know, was I where I wanted to be from a work perspective? But having my child really turned that all on its head as well. So wanted to get back into the workforce, was, you know, struck with guilt around leaving him and going back into work, but did realise um, what a great benefit it was, you know, to be able to go back into work. And it was around that time that I started to realise, you know, happy mum, happy son, which I'm always saying, as you know, but it really does. And I think it was a, the first realisation around how, I need to be happy as well. And that wasn't a selfishness, um, you know, it wasn't a selfish thing, but w in looking after others, I had to look after me too. So I always had that health element in my head. So, um, but probably took it to the, you know, a very, you know, the nth degree where I drove everyone crazy and I came back a little bit. But again, it's a really funny time of life, those thundering 30s. Mm, it really is. And I, I remember, and I've shared before, just that whole loss of self in becoming a mother and returning to work. And I spent many years just yearning for something and, um, you know, clouded in stress and overwhelm and mm. then realising, 
yeah, I've, I've got to make a change here. And, and for me, I've definitely over, you know, from my say 33 right through to well, where I am today, been on that, that journey of, of growth and awareness. And, and then eventually a few years ago, connecting with my cycles and, and feeling fortunate to have um, stumbled across that learning. And that was really, I guess, a catalyst for us too, doing the work that we were doing, because we've had our own personal hormonal struggles over the years too. And, you know, yeah, that the thirties are really a pivotal decade, um, and and a decade I think that really helps to set you up for the next decade going on. Yes, yes, absolutely. And then that is, of course, the flourishing forties. And I, I'm one year into my flourishing forties, and uh, already I feel like uh, things are changing very, very slowly. But yeah, it's amazing when you turn forty the differences. But this phase, and when they look at it from a career perspective, is that career reacceleration. So, if we've chosen to have children or we've had caring uh, responsibilities throughout That's the decade right. prior, we are ready to come back into our career. And, like we've put in our article here, like a caterpillar becoming a butterfly, we become a new version of ourselves, oh, full of that. passion, ambition for a purposeful and impactful career. And we seek growth learning and development as the second half of our life begins. You know what, as you're talking through that, I, I reflect on my 40s. So I had my second son when I turned 39. So I felt like I was starting it all over again. I did go back to part-time work in when I was working in property, actually, in my early 40s. But it was a real bang in the, you know, for me in relation to a lot of negative stuff coming into my life at that point, knowing that I so don't want to be where I am at this stage and I really want to um, get into a more health and wellness role where I can really affect change with people working back into the corporate sector uh, where I can help people that, I, you know, that I've seen the stress and, you know, the poor nutrition, all those type of things that was happening. But I was also a, a mum again uh, to a, a little baby. So it was a real crash um a crash time of these two things, you know, coming at loggerheads. So I really had to um, balance what they looked like. And uh, I found it a very, I found my 40s really challenging. Um, and it led into, you know, some a lot of anxiety for me. But now I know that it also coincided with the start of perimenopause most definitely for me. So it was, a, yeah, the 40s were very, very um, uh outstandingly unhappy in a way, um, I have to say, not so much happiness um, mm -hmm. from a career point of view. Yeah, and it's probably common that we see for a lot of women actually and, you know, again, when we speak to women who are in that age bracket, they, when we mention the word menopause, they always say, oh, I, I, I'm starting to feel changes and, and things are shifting and because perimenopause can begin in your early, mid to late 40s, it is such an impactful decade mm. of so much change. And I think probably what really makes it even more deeply impactful is that lack of knowledge that we've we've had. Absolutely. Bang on. I have to totally 100% agree with that. And I, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking back to some like the 2014, 2015, knowing what I was going through. And then we did a big trip um, up the Kimberleys in Australia and that was a really um, resetting trip for me, nine weeks away from the hustle and bustle of life and that was able to turn a lot of things around and it was a lot more positive from that point onwards. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very, very powerful experience there that you share, Lise. And I'm sure a lot of women feel probably similar too. And and again, we can only be so uh, grateful and thankful to the work that we have um, gotten ourselves into to to help support women. And I know that that's such a big piece of what we do. You know, for myself, thinking about when I had um, became a mom and felt really lost and disconnected, and then you through your own experience in your 40s as well, you get to that point where you just don't want other women to feel that way. And no. it's hard to, it's hard to unknow what you know. And and when you've got that purpose and that passion, and that's what we really see in our forties and in our fifties too, you just want to create that change. Well, and I think too, around that early to mid forties, you've lived a lot of life and a lot of experiences and there's a maturity that's coming through with, you know, entering a, a new phase of your life. So they all start coming down and you start developing lots more ideas you're getting a little bit older and they all they all meld together but they don't necessarily complement each other and it's probably a time where you start questioning a few things about you know am i doing you know am i doing something that i'm really happy with at my life at this point it can be yes or no but there's a lot of new ideas that are coming through and i think that really does coincide with this change in hormones that are happening and we often find that a lot of women make some pretty big drastic life decisions in their mid to late 40s as well so there's a lot going on in our 40s. Mm, yeah, and that's the power of perimenopause too. And that's the power mm. that we want women to tap into and, and see that phase as, yes, it's a transformation and, and it might be challenging in, in some ways, but there's opportunity and there's real potential and growth and, and yes. that's what we want you to tap into. Correct. And I think that's what you need to see because we can see the negativity around it. And I will say that there was a lot of negativity surrounding the way that I was feeling um, but once I got on top of that thought processes and what was happening, it's the growth and the potential for the future and what it looks like is where we should really, you know, we've got another 40, 50 years ahead of us possibly, you know. Um, so what, what do we want that next half of our life to look like in a positive way? What do we need to do? Mm, yeah, beautifully said. And then we move into the freeing 50s. And I'm sorry, Lise, I've got nothing to share here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, I look, you know, I'm obviously at the, I'm 52, so I'm at the start of it, but I can honestly say that having developed, um, having, having looked at a lot of my lifestyle measures that I've been using since I've, you know, I just spoke about that possibly negative side of the forties, but once I flipped that and looked at it from a point of view, you know, this is a positive thing for how I'm going to see my life moving forward. Um, so, um, you know, I haven't got a hundred percent right, but I do know that the elements of a really good lifestyle are what really, are, is what really is very important for me at this point. And look, my kids are still young, um, you know, in their, sorry, well, mid to late teens. Um, but you know, I still want to do a lot more. I want to do lots of things with my husband moving forward and, and I'm almost come, and I'm coming back into, you know, we've got our business and there's some amazing things ahead. So I think it's around trying to see it for the positiveness that the 50s bring um you know i speak to women that are older you and i both do and, and they're loving that postmenopausal life i'm not quite there yet um but they're seeing it as huge advantages and huge um opportunities ahead of them and you know i want to keep working I, I love working so i think and i think a lot of women we talk to are starting to pick up that whole working thing again going back from a part-time or full-time working element and they're really excited. And, you know, I, I'm actually keen to keep working for another 10 years. And that doesn't bother me in the least. It yeah. actually excites me. 
Yeah, that's great. And and I hear a lot too about women being so excited about this phase or this decade, you know, that they feel free to be their true selves. Yeah. There's no worries given, no yeah. words too harsh. And basically this is their time and they come to this de- decade with full of wisdom and grace and really ready to share their greatest learnings with the generations coming after us and helping to create change and, and make a real impact that, you know, and, and almost leave a, a legacy to a point of view. Yeah, I like that learning speak, Nat, because I think from an organisation point of view is that we, um, you know, there's an element of needing to see that women have a so much to offer in their in their um, the free and fifties, and they can bring so much to an organisation. And there's the I don't remember the stat exactly, but it talks about how having more women in an organisation, the performance um, that the organisation or the profitability the organisation has can be so much more than if we had small amounts or no amounts of women in you know senior leadership roles or just as across the board with women um, at the organization so I think it's something that we really need to take um, take mm. note of yep very good point and then we head into our super 60s we've called it and from a corporate or workplace career perspective we've really spoken here about leadership and collaboration meeting and this is where we've learnt and we've failed and we've conquered and we've traveled far through the decades and we have an element of being really proud around how far we've come and again we're ready to share our voice embrace our confidence respect our journey trust our knowledge and You know, I feel like obviously we're not there yet, but I feel like there's a real source of happiness and contentment that comes through this decade. Yeah, I think, and from what I'm seeing too and hearing, I think this is a really exciting time because we're seeing a real shift since, you know, COVID and lockdown, that the way the workforce or what the workforce is that's being employed, we are actively seeing older um, you know, people coming back into the workforce because they have so much to offer. I think previously they've been overlooked. And so from a corporate point of view, again, those super 60s, they are super because there's so much knowledge and power that women around this age group can really um, bring and benefit to an organisation and even personally, um, you know, within a personal sense as well. Yeah, beautifully said. And, uh, you know, again, it just highlights and what I love about the article that we wrote here and talking about it today is that, you know, the, the journey, the adventure that we go on and although we haven't looked favorably on our cycles and our phases over our lifetime and lifetimes before us, there's real opportunity here and awareness that we can bring in supporting our life goals, living our best life, our ambitious mm. career. And we have so much to offer at every single stage of our life and decade of our life. And for me personally, you know, the cycles and the phases just add that opportunity and add that um, that uniqueness to us and uh, the individuality as well in terms of how we could embrace that and harness those phases too. Yeah, and I think um, we need to, we, we tend to downplay a lot of what you've just said, Nat. I think we really, I keep saying it a lot through this conversation, but we do need to flip that on its head and really play at those strengths of what we can bring to the conversation, to the situation, um, in acknowledging, um, you know, our cycles and, and how it can make us stronger and more, you know, and happier, you know, because we're really contributing and making a difference and there's lots of power in that. 
Yes, beautiful. I have to say, I have loved having this conversation, actually. It was a really great chat. And uh, just even, again, reflecting back on our article too, it's just, yeah, it's beautiful to go on that journey across the decades. And I just wanted to add too, on March 31st, we are going to be hosting our Women Thriving Together Masterclass. And we've opened it up to non-members for this month. And it's called The Female Advantage, where we will be talking through women's monthly cycles and phases and how women can harness those cycles and phases for their greatest life, their career, their health, their energy, et cetera. So we'll pop that into the show notes. We'll also pop the full article into the show notes as well. So do go and take a read. And, and of course, as always, we'd love for you to subscribe refer our podcast, give us a review and send us any feedback or just reach out and I'd, say hi. Yeah, and I'd really love, you know, if um, anyone feels that they've got the time to, I'd love to hear their comments in relation to this episode and, and what you found, you know, really sparked joy for you, particularly through the conversation. Beautiful. Thanks, Lise, as always. Always so great just chatting. Thanks, Nat. Talk next time. Thanks again for sharing your time with us, learning how you can be your best energetic self no matter what life stage you are going through. Be sure to contact us if any of this content resonates with you. And don't forget to subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss out on any of our future episodes. See you next time.